I know, I know, it's been, a, it's been a while. But I was trying to figure out which rooms I wanted to cover and came across one in particular which, even in retrospect, terrifies me. And I wanted to walk through it, so let's go. Throughout the course of these trips, I was starting to get familiar with the routine. I would enter the house, find myself standing in the hallway and then be led by the house to a new room through the corridor. The features of these rooms themselves all differed from one another. Some were ordinary looking, just like the first one, but with some nasty surprises woven into each. Imagine walls closing in on you as you desperately try to avoid getting squished to a pulp. Tiny spiders and worms crawling out from unseen crevices, squirming and wriggling their way towards you from all directions. Or birds diving towards you, pecking at you and tearing into your skin with sharp beaks. You know, the typical nightmare fuel. There were, however, others which were not constrained within four visible walls. These ones were like entirely different walls altogether, but they are not to be mistaken for other dimensions, because while these landscapes stretched out seemingly for forever in all directions, there was always one side which was cordoned off by the expanse of a white wall with a singular metallic door situated in the centre. So while expansive, these two were rooms within the house, which clearly seemed to have no spatial restrictions on what it was capable of creating. This was my fifth visit to the house, and the now familiar, gleaming brass and bronze door led me to a stark but beautiful room. The ground was covered in rich tan-coloured sand stretching out as far as my very human eyes could see, and while there was no sign of vegetation or life of any kind, situated some distance away from the door were three sparkling cerulean rivers, running almost parallel to one another, the bright blue cutting through the otherwise blank surroundings of the room. But even they seemed to have no discernible point of origin or termination. Given that I was surrounded by sand, I decided to take my sneakers off, stowing them in my backpack, because... There really is nothing worse than trying to get sand out of your shoes, and began to walk towards the river closest to my position. It was actually kind of nice at first. Ordinary. I could have almost convinced myself that I was vacationing on an obscure island of some sort, without even having to try all that hard. That feeling of comfort was, surprise surprise, short-lived. As I drew closer to the river, I began to notice the distinct absence of any sound. I mean, I hadn't been paying much attention as I walked through the sand as to whether or not I could hear the sound of my own feet as they dragged through the grainy sediment, but the sound of water is very distinguishable. Not to mention, very loud, and there was none. As I stood on that riverbank, straining my ears to hear anything but the sound of my own breathing, I took in that weird body of water, which despite its appearance was extremely shallow, not unlike a stream, allowing me to easily cross over onto the next strip of land separating the three rivers. But, um, 
And how do I put this so that you'll understand? There were no waves or ripples on the surface of the water of these rivers, even as they moved. Take that sentence in for a moment. There were no waves or ripples on the surface of the water. I'm sure you've all visited a lake at some point or the other. Yeah, transpose the stillness of the water of a lake onto a moving body of water and you get those rivers. You can understand why that was disconcerting. I, even lakes have ripples on their surface. So logically, none of this made any sense. This darkness, which I had found beautiful upon arrival, now began to feel stifling. As human beings, we are used to constant movement. Even if we ourselves are not moving, subtle changes are constantly taking place in our surroundings, which provide us with a sense of normalcy. Have you ever tried to hold your hand perfectly still? I'm sure you have, and I'm also sure you think you actually succeeded. Nope. You see, the human hand is in constant movement even when you're holding it still. Tiny, subtle, almost imperceptible tremors are always marring that stillness even if you don't actively perceive them. That is our normal. But when your environment is stripped of all movement and all sound, that is decidedly not normal. And you feel the unnatural nature of that stillness in your bones. I did. The fear began to mount, and as I confirmed that the properties of each river were exactly the same, each devoid of all life and movement and sound, I turned on my heel away from the third river and started to make my way back to the door desperate to get out. Of course, that was the moment I finally heard something in that room, namely the thunderous roaring of water. As I turned my face towards the sound, I saw a giant wave crested, I would say, a good kilometre away from my position, and that was all the warning I needed. I took off like a bullet, running as fast as I could across the sand, because really, who had time to wait around and watch that wave crash down, which it did, obviously. At least I finally understood why the rivers were so damn shallow. The water had clearly been held back, collected until it was ready to be released. Like a dam opening its floodgates, except instead of trying to prevent a flood, this one was trying to cause one and kill me in the process. Thankfully, I had, by that time, already made my way across the second river and was quickly making my way across the last trip, heaving as I struggled to outpace the rushing water. There was just one more river between me and the door and, well, as ironic as it may sound, the safety of the house, which I was technically inside, but beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. And in that situation, I would have given anything to be away from the water, which was slowly covering everything in its bath. By the time I made it to the last river, however, the water levels had already risen. 
Now, I am not, you know, incapable of swimming. In a pool, I can swim just fine. But fast-moving water has always been a source of great discomfort for me. The pressure with which the water was capable of moving scared me. It scared me before a giant wave decided to flood a river. It scared me afterwards. And that fear has only continued to grow since then, as I am sure the house intended. But by then, I just, I just wanted to get out. The panic was setting in and I was, it was getting hard to breathe, let alone think logically. So I began to desperately try and wade my way across, fighting a losing battle against the force of the water, which had by then risen to my waist. And then when I couldn't hold my footing anymore, I began to swim. I don't know how I survived, actually. I swam for what seemed like an eternity. My arms and legs ached. My lungs were screaming for breath. I am pretty sure I ended up inhaling half the water in that river. I suppose the only reason I think I even reached the opposite shore was because of, well, the burning desire to stay alive, I guess to survive. The rest of that visit was uneventful. I dragged myself over to the door, barely managing to open it, before promptly collapsing, drenched and exhausted on the floor. Before waking up hours later, hungry and cold, and finally making my way back home. Produced and voiced by Ananya Jaguri. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.